business is the fuel that drives America. Innovation, hard work, risk, and reward. It's what many call the American dream, and we're bringing the dream to you. It's the Business Beyond the Boardroom Show with your host, Mark Steckman. All righty, Pat. So top trending business stories for this particular week. Uh, looks like there's going to be a um, expectation of a rosier outlook for the U.S. economy. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, who who wrote this article. Let's That's see. That's a surprise. It says it's an editor at LinkedIn News. The U.S. economy will grow back to its pre-pandemic levels faster than originally predicted, according to projections released by. The CBO. Okay, well, there you go. The country should see its gross domestic product return to its pre-pandemic level by the middle of 2021. I don't know about that. We're going to see about that. Maybe down here in Florida, but uh, some of these other markets around the country, I am not so sure about that. But uh, anyway, so uh, some are predicting at the CBO a rosier outlook for the U.S. economy. And by the way, I am for that. Aren't you, Pat? I want to see it come back. Of course, I just want everything or anything to come but back. But <laughs> you know the kind of spending that they're planning to do here. They're talking about spending lots and lots of money, and that will impact the economy Speaking overall. Speaking of spending, well. do you have anything on that list about the stocks? Mm, hold tight now. All right, let's move on. Google, is, number two top, top trending business story of the week is Google is settling a case for $3.8 million. And it's kind of unfortunate what it is uh, because Google's going to be paying $3.8 million to settle allegations that it discriminated against women and Asians. And this was announced by the U.S. Department of Labor. The search giant was accused of underpaying nearly 2,800 women in its software engineering group in Mountain View, California, and Seattle, as well as unfairly passing over women and Asian candidates for various software engineering roles. And all that adds up to about $2.8 million, which is going to be paid back pay to those women and Asians. So uh, Google settling a case there of what appears to be discrimination. Uh, big milestone uh, against uh, big milestone hit against uh, COVID. U.S. has reached an important milestone in its fight against COVID-19, with more Americans rele- receiving at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine than testing positive for the disease, according to Bloomberg. The country has also been vaccinating people at a faster daily rate than anywhere else in the world in the past six weeks since van- vaccines began. About 7.8% have gotten shots with the U.S. averaging about 1.34 million doses a day. That's good news for business because that means that uh, the more people that are vaccinated and that don't get sick can actually get out there and contribute to the economy. Now, here, Pat, is what you asked about, and that is GameStop. But you know what? I don't want to talk just about GameStop this morning because that while the, that was uh, the uh, point, uh, the, the top uh, Third business trending story of the week. Uh, can I just say this? And I, I don't know how many times I've said this. I've said this week after week after week now, going back into it was November when we had Gary Kultbaum on the show and we talked about the frothiness, the speculation, and the leveraging, the over leveraging of the stock market. And what we're seeing with GameStop is not limited to just GameStop. Now, as a matter of fact, William Sonoma, Dillard's, I mean, the list is long. The shorts are out there. And then this, this group that's being kind of called as the Reddit group, right, Pat? The people that are on Reddit passing along information. Can I just ask a question, Pat? What if, what if those people that are, and I don't know this to be true, but what if those people that are on Reddit that are squeezing the shorts at the hedge funds, what if 
they are one and the same. Don't think you're the only one asking that question. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I ask that question because it is kind of like what happened with the election, don't you think? You got the same people on the same side saying two different things. And essentially, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, I see your fa- you're shaking your head over there behind that uh, mic, behind the double pane glass. But that is my question, and I think's me going to ask that question until we get some answers on that, because this is big. And it's big because it is the late-inning movement Gary Kultbaum's been talking about. And why do investors hedge and short and leverage and go through all of this activity except when there's nothing else to invest in that you can make money on? And that's where we're at right now. Because the money has been made in the big brands like Facebook and Google and General Motors. And I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not I'm naming those, those company names not by having any background information. I'm just using them generically. The big money has been made. And so they are scraping the edges of the barrel trying to make a nickel or 10 million nickels. But I'm here to tell you, folks, and you already know this if you're smart and you've been listening to this show for a long time, that... There is a lot of money to be lost by this game right now. And uh, as Gary mentioned yesterday, Pat, I know you listened to the show. He was talking about one particular stock that was up around $400, and now it's down around $200. And there are a lot of people out there right now that are salivating. These are the same kind of people who like going to Las Vegas, who like buying lottery tickets. And they're saying, man, at $200, it could be a good deal. I mean, it was $400 three days ago. But the fact of the matter is it was $26 10 days ago. Right. That's what Gary, the question he asked, do you know what it was? So that's the point. So, folks, I'm saying this from a Wall Street perspective outside of the boardroom. There is a lot going on behind the curtain, and we don't know who's actually behind the curtain. And that's the point you need to be aware of. And that is our top trending business stories of the week. Oh, but I do have... One more to get into before we get over to Jen Wiggins, and that is the iOS-Facebook battle. I promise to give you more information about this, and that is that Facebook strikes back against Apple privacy change and prompts users to accept tracking to get, quote, unquote, see my air quotes here, Pat, a better ads experience. Uh, Facebook just announced plans to help users allow tracking of their iPhones and iPads to deliver personalized ads. This is what Facebook says. A prompt is going to tell users that providing access to their activity will actually give them personalized ads and will support businesses that rely on ads to reach customers. By the way, I own one of those businesses. As a matter of fact, I consult many of those businesses. The move comes as Apple begins to roll out privacy changes to iOS 14 that will require users to opt in to allow this kind of tracking. And as I mentioned last week, Apple has been on the attack in terms of positioning itself as the privacy phone leader. And Facebook now is on the defensive And Mark Zuckerberg is scrambling to protect his $70 billion advertising empire. And you and I, as the end user, have to decide individually, how do we feel? Pat, how do you feel? Are you going to opt in or are you going to opt out? You want better ads or you want no ads? I want because by the way no you're gonna ads. you're if still I, gonna you're gonna still see ads. You're gonna still see them, and I did check into that. You know, my answer 
and now I know what you're getting at after each post. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. If there was one, people would be getting out of Facebook completely, but it's average three or four. Yeah, so here's the deal with that. You're never going to get no ads unless you want to pay eight bucks a month for Facebook, which that's not going to work. Well, anyway. we did that with cable. Yeah. Remember, yeah, 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 we yeah. paid it. Now we got ads listen, too. That's not going to work. That that model will not work, and I'll tell you why. Because they are making far more money from advertising and all of these different things that they can add in uh, than they would from you know a small monthly uh, subscription. So here's the deal: you want better ads, or do you just want ads? I prefer better ads, for that matter. I know it's creepy. I know it seems weird. But I'll tell you, I took a screenshot of somebody who posted something on Facebook recently, and they said, man, I was just talking about dryer vent cleaning, and all of a sudden I saw this ad for dryer vent cleaning. Isn't that sort of weird and creepy? And they had screenshotted this particular business that does dryer vent cleaning, and they posted it, and they said, hey, isn't this funny? Isn't that, though, what we as consumers have been actually wanting for 30 or 40 years is a better ad experience versus me watching uh, a program on TV and seeing ads for, you know, AARP. Wait a minute. I'm getting close to 50 maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? I mean, so better ads experience or fewer ads. You're never going to see fewer ads. That's the bottom line. It's just that's the world is built on advertising. So there you go. Uh, the world between Facebook and Apple continues to heat up. And Do you remember months ago we were talking about New York and how <laughs> desolate it had become? I mean, this is going back like oh, yeah. early summer, late spring. I mean, uh, since then, of course, it's, it's improved. And then they were back down to the lockdowns again. And it's been up and down. Well, anyway, I ran into a friend of mine last week at an event. Um, it was an event for junior and senior high school kids. It's actually called Color Wars. It was over at our church. And uh, he's an executive in commercial real estate. I mean, this guy's a, a really smart dude, Pat. Uh, he uh, graduated from Harvard, and he lives here in Tampa. Anyway, and we were talking about, uh, do you remember what the percentage was of uh, corporate office workers that have actually returned back to work nationally and in most markets? I thought you said 35 to 40 percent. No, no, no. It was much lower. It was about 10 percent. That was it? Yeah, 10 percent. And, oh, and it really. Now, the needle, back then. Yeah, yeah no, the needle really hasn't moved a oh, whole okay. heck of a lot yet. And uh, you know what he told me? And he's going to send over some, some research. We're it's going to talk gonna about change. this in, this, in, in another episode. Uh, the company that he's with, big company, uh, you'd recognize it if I told you. Uh, but a lot of insiders and a lot of research that they have conducted on this very topic predicts that offices will eventually be full. You want to guess when? Be full? Yeah. When will they be full? Back to full again. Uh, two years. Pretty close to being full. 2025. Ouch. And that's coming from the insiders. That is the commercial real estate industry. And while that may be one opinion or one company's opinion, uh, it's a big opinion. And uh, what I got to tell you, though, is, is that the upside to that, I saw an article yesterday is is that a lot of suburban businesses, like suburb in the suburbs, the outlying areas, are booming like crazy because those people that used to do their lunchtime shopping at the Target or the stores in and around their offices who are now at home, well, they, they're in their shorts and T-shirt here in Tampa. They're in their shorts and T-shirt. They hop into the car and they do all that shop, shopping within a 5, 10-mile radius of their home now. And that is a... Um, that is a story that is playing out in Westchester, New York, which is a 
about an hour north of the city, New York City. It's playing out here in Wesley Chapel and Lando Lakes and Trinity, as people are not commuting as often to St. Pete and Tampa. And uh, it's playing out in all towns all across the United States. And that is actually a good thing. And it's a good thing because it means that business is still there. And as people are still spending money, they're just spending it differently and uh, in different places. All right. Well, Pat, hey, one of the biggest questions you know I get as a marketer, and uh, I've been doing this for a long time, been in business since uh, uh, the early 1990s, believe it or not. I started off uh, running some some retail stores and, uh, you know, get, been given P&L responsibility. Of, first store, you want to guess what the, vol- the revenue of the first business that I ran was as, you know, in a professional, I'm not talking paper route here. Very first business I ran that Mike Persons, for that matter, allowed me, gave me responsibility of to, uh, to, to run that particular business, P&L responsibility, top to bottom. How many millions? Nah, it wasn't millions. No. Oh. It was about two hundred thousand dollars. It was oh. about it was about a twenty thousand dollar a month business, which you know, I mean, it's not nothing to sneeze at, right? Uh, then uh, as as things kind of grew and my uh, grew the revenue real quickly, they moved me over into another location. They said, uh, "Hey, this one's doing about a half a million. Let's see if you can make a difference there." And then uh, you know, I did it again there, and then I joined another company that I did the same thing. So I did that for all those years. So I guess what from like nineteen ninety five up till about two thousand and seven, right? So about, what is that? Uh, 12 years, 13 years? I don't know. Might be 14 if you add in the front end and the back end of those years. But the point is, is that now as a marketer, as a marketer and as a business owner, I get asked a question a lot. And that is, how can I get my business popping right now? I mean, for Pete's sakes, Pat, it's February already. It's February. We were just talking about welcome to the new year. It feels like yesterday. But uh, for some of my clients, they had a terrific month of January. And if that was you, let's say, hey, congratulations. Many of you are listening to the show right now. I've got clients in North Carolina and Texas and all over the place. In fact, uh, one of my clients who's from uh, Arizona, he's here in Tampa right now. You know why he's here in Tampa? He's driving up to Tallahassee. because it's warm. No, he's driving up to Tallahassee, actually. He's got business here in Tampa Bay, but he's driving up to because of the legislature. They're in session. And uh, he's got to pitch their industry because there's some things going on there. But uh, hey, listen. Even if you didn't have a great month of January, you can have a great month of February. February is a short month, so you can impact the month of February pretty easily if you think about it. Today's the 2nd of February. What kinds of things can you do to impact your business? Well, you'd think that the first thing I'd say is amp up your advertising. The answer to that is no. As a matter of fact, when I first took over the very first store that I ran, that one that was about $200,000 a year in revenue, and all the way throughout my entire P&L business responsibility career, one of the very first things that we would do uh, was not advertise more. And the reason is you got to fix what's broken inside those four walls first before you start introducing more people to the business. Because if you're introducing more people to a business that's broken, what are you doing? You're exacerbating the problem, Right. right, Pat? Right. Yeah. So we don't want to do that. What we want to do, if you want to jumpstart your business this year in 2021, I don't care what industry you're in. First thing you got to do is do what uh, Weldon Wyrick used to tell me is he used to say, Mark, you got to do the checkup from the neck up, which means you got to look in the mirror and figure out what's going on in those four walls first. And now if everything is perfect, by the way, in other words, every time a customer uh, or a prospect interacts with your company, 
things are going exactly as planned from the very first contact all the way through to that review online, well, then congratulations, you are ready for more advertising, more than likely. And I ask you to hop over to MarkSteckman.com for that advertising. But the reality is, is that there are generally things that need to be fixed within the processes that your business operates within. And if you do that first, before you start advertising more, you're going to get bigger and better bang for your buck. And by the way, that's what I do for my clients, Pat. Before I take on a client, right now I'm talking to a potential client up in Pittsburgh, and you know what I'm going to do as soon as I get off this show? I'm going to call his business to find out how they handle me. I'm going to do a little secret shopping because I don't want to send him 25 more customers this week only to find out that 24 of them were put on hold for four and a half what minutes. What kind of business is it? Hey, I can't tell you that just right. yet. Okay. It might be an electrical contractor. But the point is, everything has to be operating productively and efficiently from that first communication. In other words, that customer calls your store, calls your business, how they're handled. Are they put on hold? Are they treated with a smile on the other side? All of that stuff is what you got to focus on first. And that is how you jumpstart your business. Then you can pour it on with marketing dollars. And you call me and I'll help you do that. Anywhere around the U.S., by the way, if you want better digital marketing, Facebook marketing, pay-per-click, all that kind of stuff. Thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand podcast, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time anywhere in the U.S. simply by going to moneytalk1010.com. Or if you live in Tampa Bay on 103.1 FM, 92.1 FM, 1010 AM, or 99.5 HD2. Also, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for more great business and marketing content, or just hop over to my website, marksteckman.com. Thanks for listening, and make it a great day.